this is Craig Nash again. We'd like to welcome you to another It's a Grand Life. And if you were with us last week, we had a phenomenal discussion on the entire adoption process with Annette Leike, who is a, her official title is Youth and Family Caseworker. She's at the Oakland County uh, Courthouse, if you will, in the, uh, the county of Oakland here in Michigan. But she's given a lot of great material, regardless of whatever, whatever state you are in. And today I thought we would discuss the difference between the adoption process and guardianship. And when does the process make more sense to adopt or more sense to, to become the guardian of uh, your grandchild? And Annette, I'd just like to welcome you again to It's a Grand Life. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Craig. It's, a, it's good to be back. It's a, uh, And what you're sharing, and I know you live this day in and day out, and you're just so helpful when folks get you on the phone at your offices there. But this way we can we can lord willing touch lives all over the country and we just really appreciate you giving up your lunch hour to share this with us and um so if, if you live in other states you're not in michigan you're still going to benefit from our discussion today because uh annette is very familiar with with the general overall process of how this all works and i hope you'll find this very informative so uh, we're very excited to have annette back with us here on it's a grand life so can you for the folks that worked with us last time Annette, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up as the advocate for children and families here in Michigan? Okay, I started out as a caseworker for the state of Michigan as a foster care worker. I then was an at-home mom, raised my, um, from babies till about uh, 11 years old. And that's when I decided to come back to work and I started working for the county. I was a permanency coordinator initially, and then I became an adoption worker uh, for Oakland County. And I've been doing that ever since. And uh, I love it. And I am happy to help with permanence. That's that's great. That's a term that I, I've not heard before, permanence, but it makes so much sense. The, uh, that's the process of someone adopting a child and then being permanently in the home, right. correct? The permanent family, yes. Permanent family. And every every kid I know wants a permanent family. So let's talk about the difference between adopting our grands or becoming a guardian for our grands. When, how would you define each one? And when does it make sense to go the guardianship route for, versus adoption and vice versa? Um, as we spoke last week, I shared that it's very, it's an individual decision. One thing I would like to state is at the beginning, if your child, your adult child, is involved with Children's Protective Services and that's they've placed your grandchild in your care while they work on whatever brought them to that situation, if you have minimum means, financial means, I would recommend that you have the Children's Protective Services terminate parental rights when that becomes time, that follow their path. Because if you don't and your um, child isn't cooperative, doesn't want to ever consent to the adoption, then it's going to be up to you to pay an attorney to terminate their parental rights. And sometimes um, the guardians don't have the means to do that. 
So that gives them a, a, an alternative, right? You could work with the caseworker determining the, the rights, correct? As opposed I lost to- Pardon me? I lost you for a oh, second. Sorry about that. But you, you could, um, uh, instead of, if, if you didn't have the resources to hire an attorney or a law firm to, to help you with this process, your individual caseworker could uh, could help with that or CPS could help with that, correct? Well, if it was Children's Protective Services, that is her job. Her job Perfect. is to then, um, you know, if it's determined that the children aren't safe in the home, they're going to turn the the case over to a foster care worker. And then the foster care worker is going to work with your child to through that process, helping them become um, drug free or get housing or um, provide the resources to try and get them back on track. And sadly, if that isn't possible and it isn't something that they are, are going to be able to complete and get back on track, then your foster care worker is going to terminate their parental rights through the legal system. And it wouldn't be something you would need to hire an attorney. You would be the placement. The foster care worker would have the child placed with you. That's always a fear with guardians. They want to have the guardianship to uh, make sure their grandchild is safe. And they don't want to take that risk that maybe the, the child would be placed somewhere else. Right, right. I can't guarantee you that that wouldn't occur, but I do believe that if they, the child's placed with you in the first place and you're working with um, trying to um, return the children to the birth parents, I, I can't imagine them moving the child from your home because right. it, that would be more trauma to a child. The only way that I could see that happening is if you did something that was harmful to the child. So obviously every situation, as we discussed last week, every uh, adoption or guardianship situation is unique because it's yes. to the particular family situation. But And w would you or your associates recommend the adoption process or the guardianship process after a brief interview of the, uh, the grandparents or the, of, of the folks that are looking to become guardians or adopt the individual? I, I'm not quite sure what you're asking. So can you I ask? Mean, yeah. I mean, when you you do an initial assessment, I would imagine of a of a home situation or of a, or of a yes, a child we do a with, home study. And, and, Correct. And, so we assess the, the family and yep. recommend that they either finalize the adoption or don't. In right. almost every case, not all, there are always situations where you're not recommended for finalization. But um, the norm, definitely, most homes are appropriate in your experience with when an adoption is final let's say mm -hmm. with a a, a, a grandchild mm -hmm. uh, how often are the parents still involved in the situation uh, is that well it's again when there's relatives involved it's very hard to keep the child from their parents because they're family members. They're right. going to attend family situations, Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays. And so it would be up to the parents then to establish those uh, relationships. It would be up to the grandparents to say, yes, you're healthy enough to have a relationship with them. But adoptions are permanent. They're forever. 
And so even if the birth parent turned their life around and was, you know, became uh, as they were initially or, you know, healthy, you're not, they're never going to be the parents. It would be the, the, if an adoption is finalized, then the grandparents are now the parents. And it would be up to them to determine what kind of relationship they want them to have with their child. But that could take years for the uh, the it parent could. to, to get their life together and deal with any behavioral health issues or any substance abuse issues or anything. And yes. uh, uh, it's not a quick process. No, it is not. Uh, in your experience, do a lot of uh, grandparents that are guardians eventually become uh, the adoptive parents in the situation? Yes, that uh, many guardians um, become the adoptive parents. It, it's um, it's difficult for parents to do this because, you know, it's almost as if they file the adoption, they're giving up on their their child. And, and that really isn't the case. You know, you have to know that you're never going to not hope that your birth child becomes healthy. But what it is doing is giving permanence to your grandchild. It's not unusual for them to fear, for, for your grandchildren to fear, is this irrational or drug addicted or um, mentally ill person gonna come in and sweep me away and my, my grandparents aren't gonna know where I am. Um, it, they want to know that you are going to take care of them forever. And a guardianship is not that. It, guardianships are not designed to be forever. What are they designed for? They're designed for a temporary situation that has an, uh, a positive outcome. So let's say that your child has a drug addiction and they go into treatment and they successfully complete treatment and they are now with a 12-step program. They have a job, they have good housing and say three years down the line, they are back on track. They can now care for their child as if nothing occurred. And so back the child goes to them, the guardianship ends and the birth parent becomes the parent. Now that is just the perfect situation. Right. Sounds so easy. Unfortunately, mental health and drug addiction isn't quite as concrete as that. Those are very difficult things to figure out, manage, and get behind you. It's not impossible. Many people do it. Um, I will tell you that I actually had someone on my caseload that was a heroin addict, and they kicked the habit. Okay. They uh, had an adoption and they were um, very healthy. It wasn't a guardianship situation. She managed to get her child back in her care and she remarried and, and it was a good, so it's not impossible. It seems like it's impossible when you're living it, right? but there are good endings out there. I would imagine that the grandparents were rejoicing with that happy ending. With, uh, I would uh, imagine they were, yes. Because yes. that's really what we want. We want uh, our kids to step up and... And, and that's why you have a guardianship. Because right. you believe in your child. You know that your child's... It's possible for them to turn it around 
So I guess my advice in a guardianship would be, what is that time? When is it okay to say, okay, I've given her or him enough time to take care of their child and now their child deserves a happy ending. Their child deserves to know that somebody is gonna take care of them forever. And that is not something that I could give you the answer for. Each person listening would have right. to know the answer for themselves. Is there ever a, uh, in these situations, if one set of grandparents is trying to adopt the, the grandchild, did they ever get a pushback from the other set of oh, grandparents? Oh, yes, it has occurred where they both okay. want to adopt and, and those get a little tricky. So, um, and it's hard not to have hard feelings. Um, I shared in one of those situations that one of the things that I would do if I was concerned that the other family wasn't going to let me see my grandchild is I would just kill them with kindness. I would offer to babysit when they go out for dinner, maybe even get them a gift card to a dinner so you could have the child yep. in your care. If you're kind, if you're supportive, if you let them know that you want the best interest, you have the best interest of your grandchild at heart, and they, people know if you're genuine about that. 100%. So they're not going to keep, they, they want the child to have those relationships. Absolutely. But in the beginning, it's hard to trust. So if you take that leap and say, okay, you're going to adopt, I support that. Can I stay in the child's life? I want to be grandparent. Have the conversation. That that's a great point. Just be proactive. Talk about it. But but Lord willing, set the table where everybody's uh, you know the other grandparents are still involved in the grand's yes. life. And uh, we're if you're the one adopting, reach right. out to them and say, I have just made the decision to adopt. I want to let you know. I want you to stay in the child's life. Right. And then they aren't going to fi maybe file for an adoption out of worry that they're right. never going to see their grandchild. Well, we we are so blessed. We have the other grandparents that uh, are part of uh, our granddaughter Grace's life are just great. I mean, they she just spent a week with them on vacation in Wisconsin, and and um, did she the, the other grandparents take um, our granddaughter every uh, other weekend? And, it, nice. it, and we've always tried to be really open and really try to encourage the dad to be part of it. And and because um, we want what's best for Grace, right? For our granddaughter. Yes. And, and uh, as a grandmother, uh, I would do the same. I love my granddaughter and I can't imagine her not in my life. She is just a fabulous little right? person. At, um, and we don't want to be tough on the other side either because they're, they're no. just they're trying to do their best for uh, uh, their their granddaughter. So um, so what has been uh, so when you when you think about starting uh, with a guardianship, I would imagine that folks are reluctant. They can start with a guardianship and then adopt at a later date. Correct. That is correct. They when people come into our office and they say that they don't have any kind of legal authority over their child we cannot give legal advice but 
you can either have a power of attorney over a child or you can have a guardianship over a child right. in order to adopt. So if you don't want to make that leap initially by adopting, then you are going to um, file for a guardianship. And so the it's the it's baby steps to get what your grandchild to uh, safety, right? right. You, you, yep. you, most people just don't go and pick up their grandchildren and say, you're not parenting them right. You know, there has to be extreme behaviors for you to have that child. Oh, exactly. So, um, and, and it's stressful time. Usually it's, um, heartbreaking time. So, to have that guardianship in place gives you a sense of of safety because you have a legal authority over that child. You, no one can just pick them up from school and take them somewhere, or pick them, you know, come and grab them, and you have no say. You have a say because you're the legal authority over the child. That is absolutely uh, correct, and it's so important. Uh, even in the guardianship situation that you have access to the child's teachers and the school and 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 that you can say no uh, mom is not in a good place right now she can't come and pick up uh, uh the, the the son or the daughter and, and, uh, and but unless you have the paperwork you can't even find out what the homework assignment is and uh, i i understand that in the world we're living in now but uh, the main thing is a child needs to feel, feel secure and supported and loved. And, and when they feel that way, they really, at least in our case, they really tend to thrive. So what, what has been uh, uh, your best case experience with a, a guardianship or with an adoption that you, and I know last time you talked about the paperwork being the main nightmare. It that is, if the paper yeah. is not in and, uh, and I, I know that I'm sure all of our listeners love paperwork, handing all those details and getting them in on time. But the, nothing happens until the paperwork is complete, correct? That is correct. And um, in this digital age we have, it can't be any easier than it is as it is today. Right. You can send legal documents through an email and you can return them signed. Through an email, we have you sign an electronic service agreement so that you agree to attend hearings. And as long as all of those legal documents are in place, your your caseworker in Oakland County, we are, I'm so proud of us because we really do um, hold the hand, I'm gonna say, of the petitioners. We really do our best to try and help them get everything back to us and, um, answer questions and keep the process flowing and just one little piece of paper not turned in can stop that process right it, it sure just, can no, it's just... yes. and, and because of technology sometimes you maybe have sent something in already right and you know i can't tell you how many emails i get in a day so if i somehow miss that and didn't save it or it's lost in my email, uh, then I'm going to ask for it again. And you can say, right. well, I sent it to you. Yes, you may have done that, but I don't have it. So please send it again. It, as annoyed as that might make you, just send it again. Don't don't fight the process. Just cooperate. We, 
we all should be in this day and age, we all should be aware of email issues uh, that, yes. that are just part of life. Some of the emails don't get to where we, we have tried to send them. So hopefully we can be gracious in how we respond to uh, I, yourself and your wonderful team. And, and uh, our guest today on It's a Grand Life has been Annette Liking. She is a youth and family caseworker here in Oakland County, Michigan. And I hope that she has helped you understand the process of adoption or guardianship. Um, but be, um, before I let you go, and that the the uh, the guardianship process has a, uh, has more also a follow up component, doesn't it? Every year there the uh, there's documentation that goes to the court to make sure everything's going as a as a. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Is that a a ten page document that must be filled out in triplicate with? You know, fingerprints. It is and that. Else. It's just a couple pages and it's just okay. updating the court as to the well being of the child. Okay. And you're going to want to continue to do that throughout the adoption process because sometimes things don't always fall exactly into place. You may have filed for your guardianship in October and then you didn't file for the adoption until maybe August. Well, right. obviously, we're not going to be finalized by October if you filed it in August. Correct. I mean, perfect case scenario, maybe, but. Not likely. So you're going to have to make sure that documentation is updated before the next guardianship hearing. You're always going to want to stay on top of that so that the guardianship judge is knows the child's safe. And which is the main thing for all parties involved. Correct. Are, are the grandkids safe? And you can't have a grand life if the grandkids aren't safe. So that's that is correct. Uh, so if, if our listeners had a question for you, you gave a, 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 a very nice uh, email address last time. When I think mm -hmm. it was adoption at uh, uh, oakgov. Is, is that right? Adoption at oakgov.com? Uh, yes. yes. It's our main adoption website. And you could email that. You can go to the uh, oakgov.com and type in adoption services. And that'll show you all the, the legal documents and the requirements, birth certificates, marriage license, divorce decrees, physicals. It'll give you the long list of things that you need to provide the adoption department so that the adoption can get started. And it'll give you that adoption um, email so that if you have a question, you can contact us. Absolutely great. And thank you so much for being our guest here. And before I let you go, you made a... Uh, off air, you said, you know, I really would like to appeal to uh, family law attorneys that may want to do one pro bono case a month or a quarter or what have you. The That would really help uh, some of our low-income families, correct? Get the support uh, that they need? It sure would. We, we it, it's so heartbreaking to me when a guardian comes in and doesn't have the means to terminate parental rights and we cannot give legal advice. So they really are stuck. We do submit them. We, we suggest they contact legal aid, but if anybody out there is interested, please contact us. We'd be happy to give your information to our uh, clients that don't have the means to hire an, an attorney. All right, outstanding. Uh, Annette, thank you so much for being our guest here on It's a Grand Life. And, and I, I, Lord willing, I hope you get a lot of follow-up from our listeners with with questions on how to streamline this whole process, but I hope you'll consider coming on again when we have issues regarding adoption and guardianship or anything else you think that would be a blessing to our listeners so we can really help everyone 
uh, with this process as, as needed. So thank you so I much for being here. I thank you for having me and I wish you all well. I'm so thankful that you are all taking care of your grandchildren and I wish you the best case scenarios. And that thank you so much and we'll see you all next time on It's a Grand Life. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for another It's a Grand Life. Remember to never waste your pain. God can use your situation to bless others even halfway around the world. Be sure and subscribe to It's a Grand Life on our Facebook page, as well as YouTube and any of the various podcast channels that feature the Grand Life podcast. When it comes to raising a grand family, remember the words of the Apostle Paul who said in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. In leading your grand family, it's going to take faith, hope, and a whole lot of love. Please reach out to me. I can be a blessing to you and pray for you or help you connect to free resources that can make your journey a little easier. 